0: you're listening to two guys talking wine with michael pincus and andre prue all right
1: you uh this is going to be a complete um you want this to all be a surprise to you
0: yeah uh sorry i'm disappointed you didn't swear there because i
1: already started the tape oh no no this is uh, i what? can't even tell you what i've got in this bag <laughs>
0: We've been doing, you know, we've been doing pretty good. this year. So, like, the, the past few years, like, full disclosure, like, I've been more than happy to, and, and we're thrilled to make our, our annual donation to Brian Schmidt at Vineland uh, for his effort in Haiti. Because he's doing a lot of really good work there. Um, but we've always made it a little arbitrary. We've just been like, ah, we've sworn X amount of time. Uh, this year we decided to quantify it. And I've actually created a spreadsheet where we can keep track of um, who has said what. In in terms of actual swearing, you've sworn twice as much as I have. Really, I would not have thought that. F- that. <sighs> My God. Okay. Uh, uh, Although I was pretty good when I was younger, I have friends who would tell you that I
1: was like, like the king of swear words.
0: I, I I do find it impressive when some people can uh, can swear and weave it in the language like. Uh, you know, like a tapestry of artwork. So you've sworn $5. I, I, can, I can do it. I just don't, I just choose not to
1: because, or uh, we have actually, I think somebody said to us, we guys we swear too much. So
0: it was Brian who said that. That's why we started the swear jar. That's why he's getting the money. And that's why he likes us to swear.
1: Actually, he now, he now promotes <laughs> us to swear. So, that's uh,
0: so what I've done this year is I've actually created a spreadsheet to keep track of how much swearing, um, the fact that we added the C word you know, my favorite grape variety since I basically hijacked the podcast last year. I'm Car- not allowed to say it anymore. Yeah Shut up, Michael. Capso. No, shut up, Michael. Uh, but I've said that word in all Chili Jolo. It must have been i Jolo. I've, I've, I've sworn $2.65 worth, and you've sworn $5 worth. And what we've done is for the D word and the GD word is $0.25. Cents. For the S word that you already said in this podcast is $0.50. Cents. The F word is a dollar. Uh, MF.
1: Oh, I didn't know uh, that.
0: The other C word, the, the, the very rude word for a woman's private parts is $2. And thankfully we don't use that on the podcast very often. I don't think we've ever used that one. Have we? You no, know, but, uh, the, the values I've assigned are based on one of my favorite movies of all time, Hot Fuzz, where they have oh. a swear jar, they have a swear, uh, a swear box in the, um, in the police station. Um. Uh. So, I, this, is, this is, I guess, a two-part in a, a pre-lockdown extravaganza where we're tasting through some older wines. Um, I love it when we raid your cellar. And, uh, oh, crap. I already saw what's on the back label. I swear to Did God I'm I swear to God, i not trying to cheat because I do enjoy tasting blind. Do, so, do you know, what,
1: you know what the grape variety is? Yeah, it's
0: a 2009 Pinot Noir that you got there. But you don't know where it's from? No, I don't. All right. Well, that's, that's more exciting. I'm guessing from the font. It looks like Malabar. So I'm going to crack the
1: the cap and thankfully I have very large hands so I can yeah. <laughs> uh, I can get uh, I thought two thousand. so this is the all Ontario series. Uh we did the uh um, uh the international oh my series. Oh god. And uh I thought okay, so let's break it down. So I'll pull out some old old Ontario stuff. The nose uh, on a, this is is glorious. A lot of them are going to be um uh, based on one of our uh, Patreon uh, uh, patrons, I guess, uh, had had made an inquiry to us by email about a certain type of wine, and I thought, well, let's let's taste some old ones of those. But this is not it at the moment. We'll get to that in a little bit. Kay. This one obviously is uh, uh, an old Pinot Noir. Uh, 2009 was one of those vintages that. Was very Pinot Noir friendly, uh, because it was very acidic and very, uh, very early, uh, and, and not a great vintage, but for things like Pinot Noir and that other grape that, uh. Shut up, Michael. Yeah,
0: Uh, you're really just like holding out to find out, this is, this is just like, you can't say that on television. So (laughs) the seven words you can't say. Oh, my gosh. Like, here's the thing is, I, I've, I've tasted the wine, and unfortunately, the mouth taste isn't as good as the nose. Mm-hmm. The nose on this wine is, like, endless. The earthiness has completely melded in. Uh, There's no violet, doubt Violet, a little bit of dried rose petal, like, really bright, vibrant cherry for a wine that's 11 years old. Oh, my gosh. Uh, now... It's uh, almost got, like, a red licorice
1: n- nose to it. I'd, I'd be willing... To to say let this open up a little bit because the screw cap sometimes dummies the wine down and it is a screw cap which um, for a pinot you, and you did you oh yeah you saw the the year so yep. for an 09 to be under screw cap at this point yep. that's pretty impressive for Ontario that's that's forward thinking for Ontario uh, when you think that Flat Rock was probably one of the first to put anything under under screw cap
0: no my second taste on this is already it, it, it's it's not as vibrant as the nose. The nose is vibrant. The palate definitely has that age to it. It's a little bit dustier mm-hmm. on the palate. The, and the acids are still quite sharp. Which, it, was, which, was a, which is a hallmark of 09, right? Hallmark
1: uh, 09s are just loaded with acid, uh, which makes them, them age-worthy and still food-friendly. But Oh, I want to curl up with this and have a nap. Does, 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 does the wine hold up? That's, that's the real question. Does the fruit hold up to that acidity?
0: Listen. Even if I spent forty or fifty bucks on this, I don't think I'd be disappointed right now. And the good news is, because it's Ontario, there's a small chance that it it costs that much. So, you had said you thought maybe Malabar. Ah, uh, you've just flipped me the top of the bottle. I know that logo.
1: So it is a Fielding, two thousand and nine Jackrabbit Flats, uh, Pinot Noir. And I would say by the time that this does finally open up. Um, Andre and I will be finished podcasting, and and we'll just be sitting on the uh, deck. Why'd you uh, put the lid back on it? Take the lid off. Take the lid off. Let know. it breathe. Oh, don't be a silly man. I'll do it just because you say that. But you know, there's already that that big, huge two glass eulage in there that's gonna get just enough. That it
0: all, needs. Right, all right, all right. we'll we'll, we'll defer to your expertise. But, uh, I guess uh, once again, like we need to have. We we mentioned a couple podcasts ago that we're going to get Richie on to talk about Cabernet Franc. Um, hopefully by now my write up of those Fielding wines is on the website, but it's taking me a little bit more time to get it done than I had hoped. But um, Lincoln Lakeshore uh, yeah. fruit and uh, twenty four bucks is what the value is uh, is listed on the back there. So for a twenty four dollar bottle of Pinot, I guess I I got, I got to verbalize it. I can't just sit here and smile and nod like an idiot because it's a podcast. <laughs> but I'm just like. This is one of those wines from Ontario that gives me complete, ultimate, and immense satisfaction. It, it uh, for, and as you said,
1: for an 11-year-old bottle of wine, it, uh, it definitely delivers. Uh, so this one is one that, yeah, <laughs> the, I almost got the cork out of it. I was so close. Uh, you should have let me. I'm, I'm having fun using the uh the the also to get the last one out. But this one uh did this, from what I understand, was never released to the public. So um I was I was given it by the winemaker uh at the time. And it's dark and viscous. Is is this in a pasamento? Look at that. The, the, it's got Oh, uh, it, it's like it's it's cloudy as hell. It's definitely unfiltered. Like, look at that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if the VQA would be too happy with this.
1: And um, is it VQA? Uh, as I said, I don't think it was ever released to the public, so uh, I don't know if it. Like, it's it looks like it should
0: be chewy. It is chewy. This is the Guinness version of wine. This is just like a, a dark stout beer. <laughs> it's brown. It's got look at all that sediment in there as well you know you know what though it's it's not unpleasant it's not awful there isn't a whole lot going on with the nose like the acids just look quite sharp on it and I'm getting like a little bit of like leather leather and tart raspberry so what um, I can tell you about the vintage so here's the thing is I guess before you tell me about the vintage uh, like my impression of the wine is it's it's not undrinkable it's not terrible but it's uh, it's not really memorable like this doesn't stand out. So it'll stand out because it'll leave such a sediment on the, on,
1: in the glass. If you look at, at mine versus yours, because I had the top of the bottle, um, it's just, and, and it's, it's just, and it's, and it's, it's so unfiltered. Like you can just see that you can almost see sediment just hanging yeah, out in there. Yeah, I can see
0: your, 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 glass is all covered in, in deposits. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Okay. I mean, like, I I have more questions, like, just with why, like, why make the wine this way? So this, this was, I
1: I guess, going to be a top wine from, from, um, from Southbrook. And, uh, it's a 2004 Syrah, if I'm not mistaken, it was supposed to be Triumphus. Yep. And, uh, it just, I... I just don't think it ever made its way to the public. Interesting. I don't know what happened. The winemaker at the time slipped me a couple bottles. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I've
0: held on to it for, for a long, obviously, a long period of time here. <laughs> And, uh, well, like I thought said, it's, 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 it's not un, it's not unpleasant, but I'm very surprised at like the, the state of the wine and, uh, just like w- well, how tri- it's working.
1: Triumphus was like gonna, well. Triumph- was, Triumphus was the top tier, it was I guess, top, top before tier.
0: Poetica yes, came to be. Yeah.
1: So Triumphus was that top tier wine. Uh, you know, the 2002 Cab Merlot won uh, what, uh, what Larry Patterson, who was a big proponent of Ontario wine uh, back in his day before his death um, he did like the he was the one who did the judgment of paris style tastings for Ontario okay and he had uh, he had done it and and actually the the Southbrook triumphus cabernet Merlot was the one that won that uh, that competition. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, you know, they, they, they started doing more triumphant wines or trying to do more and they were just those unfiltered, long lived wines that, uh, that's what was, they were supposed to be.
0: I still, I still like, the, so the Triumph line has become their, their mid tier now. Yeah. It's the middle, it's yeah. the middle of tier, but I, I, like, I, I like what they're doing with it right now. There was a lawn, wait, was it laundry? They had a Merlot. Last year, I can't remember the specific vineyard that was just in, insane. And the Chardonnay is always one of my go-tos when I'm craving $20 Chardonnay. Aw, uh, so oh, crap. Oh, he
1: said it. Woo! I love it, when it, when it! I love it when a plan comes together and he doesn't even know the plan came together. So that's the, those are the things that, that just, I guess they just make me happy.
0: So I, I, you know, I, just, I never realized uh, how much I say that word. Yes, and then when I get you talking, it's uh, it's like you just well, then we're talking about we're talking about Southbrook. And I know I know Bill likes to hang his hat on the Bordeaux varieties, but for me oh, it's no. always about the the C word.
1: The uh the Chardonnay at Southbrook was what I actually ah, put, You get to say it, I don't. Which which was what, you know, which he what is what he hangs his hat on really really early on was their Chardonnay. And, and obviously because of their winemaker, who was... Here, I know uh, we've got a
0: few more bottles on the go. Let me play with the, the the also, and I'll get one of the other ones open while you're doing that. I promise not to look at it. You've already said so. Well, once we had, a screw cap, I I have a feeling these okay. ones are going to be okay, I think. We had uh, Jim Ray, who's one of our patrons, who, uh, he, he inquired to us about, um, you know, there, there's been a little bit of muted chatter about... Um, about the ice wine harvest or lack thereof for, uh, 2020. And, um, he had heard some people chatter about it being global warming. Uh, and you and I discussed whether or not we wanted to do a whole podcast on it. But I I think the fact of the matter is dealing with, um, dealing with the ice wine harvest for 2020, there's a lot of factors at play. I don't think I heard anyone say climate change, you know, it had to do with, um, First off, the relationship between Canada and China is very testy right now, at best. Uh, so, that market is not the friendliest place to do business right now. And I, I, if there's anyone working at a winery that is dealing with China and, and what I'm saying isn't correct, uh, by all means, reach out to us, too, yeah, shoot us an wine email at shopwine at or gmail.com. Or so, there's that factor going in, and that was pre COVID. And then, obviously, the tourism industry drying up would be the other factor to why we're just seeing short harvests for ice wine. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a back,
1: there's a backlog of ice wine. Let's be honest. It. Right.
0: So why would you,
1: that one came out finally. It was just that little, little touch. Andre, I don't know if you have ever had uh, any wine from this winery, because if I'm not mistaken, it is as, as dead as a doornail and as defunct as, as, as funk. I don't know if funk is defunct anymore, but um.
0: honey beeswax. I love, I love me some older ice wine. So that's the funny part of this one. Oh, that's that's got some fun smells to it. Acids are crazy sharp on it. I don't know. It's lacking some viscosity. It's got a bitter note on the finish. Oh, this is not great. Okay. So that is some that is some
1: horrible juice. But at the time that it came out, this was like fourteen ninety-five. And it was exciting, and, it was, and the guy had no idea what he had. He could have sold this for double the
0: price. Is this an ice wine or a late harvest? Because mm. yes. It doesn't have the viscosity, and it doesn't have the sweetness that I think most ice wines have. So it's a, a mountain road wine company. I don't think you've ever had a mountain road yep. wine company. Uh, so I've been doing this for 11 years now. So you, well, that's about the time that they stopped. And there's a few wines that rolled their way through vintages
1: at the beginning of what I was doing. It was mountain road. This is a 2005 Botrytis-affected Riesling. Steve Kosis Hillside Drive Vineyard it was uh, 11% alcohol. You can see how old the bottle is. It's almost—I don't know if that's mold or it was just like little funny things on it.
0: Yep. But um, uh, yeah, that's a fun. So there's the honey and beeswax from the nose. Yeah. But the um, the palate is is the acids are very sharp and crisp on that. It's it's tangerine, which is weird. It's 05, right? 05 yeah. is um, is considered a, a
1: decent vintage. Ontario, and pretty ripe. And that's, um, that's, you, you know, know disappointed I'm disappointed by that. You know what, Andre? I, I think, uh, I'm really disappointed. Were saying we were nuts for sitting out here in two degrees, but I think it's gotten warmer. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually comfortable out
0: yeah, here. Very lovely. <laughs> I guess it's, it's my Saskatchewan showing. <laughs> hey, Andre, your Saskatchewan is showing. Actually, is I think my favorite thing was during, so there was during the pandemic, um, Ilya Senchuk of Leaning Post and posted a picture of himself, uh, outside and I just commented on the post that his, um, his Winnipeg was showing.
1: (laughs) Oh, so here you go. I've got two of the same kind of wine, both from the same year. One's under cork, one's under screw cap. Okay. Which one would you like first? Uh, let's do the cork first. Cork goes first. Okay. So I'm going to try the uh, asso just to see if I can slip it in here. So yeah so we were asked about uh, about about sweet wines, and I thought, what the heck let's uh we haven 't done a, a sweet wine podcast you know in a long 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 time
0: and it, it, it's still it 's still underrated i mean I guess the third part of there not being a lack of ice wine is just like let 's be real people don 't drink it on the regular I, I think even for you and i and, and I love ice wine uh, you love your fried chicken that 's why you like it well i mean it's just i I've, I've found a way to make ice wine pleasant. And I, I think it is still one of my frustrations. Well, it's been a while since I've heard people in Niagara is, you know, a lot of retail staff at wineries try to downplay the, the sweetness, um, which I think is is a problem because there is no way to downplay the fact that a sweet wine is sweet. Well, it was really interesting because once I
1: went to a, a, an Inniskillen uh, wine tasting and uh, their, their wonderful uh, uh, Debbie Pratt, if you remember Debbie Pratt. Yeah. Who said uh, when you're writing about this, please try to avoid saying that it's sweet? And uh, I was like, how can you stop saying that something is is sweet?
0: So I but, but said I, I, th- I said it was dry impaired. <sighs> so, um, but I, I think it's been a problem with marketing people in in Niagara for a long time is they've tried to shy away from using the word sweet to describe ice wine. Where I think I think you need to lean into it. You accept the fact that it's sweet, but put an asterisk beside it. It's sweet, but you know, it has texture, it has layers and when you put it with the right thing, you put it with that chunk of Parmesan, you put it with the fried chicken, you put it with your fish and chips, you put it with your you know, Domino's pizza, something super salty, super fatty. You get that beautiful marriage of uh, you know, texture, acid, salt, sweet, everything just works really well. Oh my god, the colour on this is great. So the colour is, is really gold uh, just to, to describe what's going on here.
1: Um, and um, yeah, there's, it's it's almost like peach juice, like complete, total peach juice here. I thought I got most of the cork, but oh I, no, I, don't, I, got a,
0: I got a full mouthful. I
1: cork. always, I always like making sure you get some. So,
0: yeah. that is that is lovely. That is not the best aged. I'm guessing this is an ice wine, not a late harvest, right? Okay, let me get, let me go through the, the note here. I'm I'm thinking this is a Riesling Ice Wine. It's got to be uh, 2003, 2004. Uh, it might be a little bit younger than that. I'm just I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm getting my age statement from the warped plastic capsule that's on it, and you know the stretched out VQA logo from it being <laughs> hand applied by heat. Um, the tasting note, so it's got a little bit of like, you said peach, it's. Uh, well, I said it was peach juice, the color of peach juice, but there is,
1: there is that really, really it's overly like peach and soaked. like candy. Yeah. Overly soaked peach. You know what I mean? Soaked in just booze. Uh, but. But it's not boozy. Like the alcohol's softer but, on this. But booze and honey. Like some yep. sort of, um, and there's, there's a, a, like a, an apple and honey kind of note, but a buckwheat honey, not, uh, not a nice floral gentle honey. Oh
0: man, we're going, we're going super nerdy on Correct. all types of honey. I yeah. love that. So. It's, it's pleasant. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I, I've had better aged ice wine, but you know, if, if this showed up in my bed, I wouldn't kick it out. Okay. So.
1: Uh, you'd be very happy then because it's not a nice wine actually. It's a it's a late harvest Riesling from Shadow to Charm, 2006. I,
0: I got. I was pretty close to the year on it. And it was interesting because you had
1: said it's not a late harvest and I was like, uh, and I was going to try and correct you there and I was like, no, no, let me see if I can uh, get them to to go one this way or the very, other.
0: This is a very well-made late harvest. I find a lot of late harvest wines which I do enjoy buying when I'm trying to save a few bucks when I'm picking up a sweet wine Yeah, uh, and leaning into it as we should. Uh, but I find that usually, a uh, late harvest has, um, a bit of bitterness to it. Well, I, I really
1: like this wine because, um, uh, you know, you don't really think of a late harvest being able to age. You always think of the ice wines being able to age. You don't really think, you know, late harvest is going no, to age totally as long,
0: age. but, nah. but they age, you know, quite well as, as, as well as. You usually end wine. up with what, like 50, 60 grams per liter residual sugar and. In...
1: It's about half, it's about half the, uh, the sweetness that you're going to get out of a, um, out regular ice wine. So,
0: Oh, this has got some life to it. Okay, is this a Cab Franc? So this is... Uh, oh, yeah. What? What did you I, see? I saw,
1: I saw the front label. Oh, did you? I okay.
0: miss this winery dearly.
1: So it, it is the same vintage, um, and it is even darker. This one is almost to the point of rusty.
0: But this is Cab Franc.
1: <laughs> All right, don't let you continue to think that.
0: I don't know, I'm getting red fruit, but I could be drinking with my eye on it. It's very rusty.
1: Let's start there. I'm getting a lot of peach. Like, a, just a touch of, like a lot of canned
0: peach. Yeah, I'm getting peach and, and uh, Smucker's strawberry jam for some reason. So yeah, just a ton of, of canned peaches. But acid's definitely a lot lower than the reason
1: late harvest we just had. Yeah, I would I would give you that. I would say the the uh, the acidity is not as as good, but it's and but it's, and this one's much thicker, much more viscous, um, much more. Uh, this is chewy. Yes, it is. And 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 that honey here is is not the buckwheat kind anymore. This is just
0: your straight on billy bee, you know, right <sighs> from the jar. Uh, Man, and, I, I can't wait for to go to michaelpickettswinereview dot to see your uh, tasting notes on different honeys. Oh uh, yeah, that's my next thing, and maple syrup is my uh, my one right after. Oh, that. okay. So maple syrup's the one that I'm I'm a I'm all about because uh my well because on because of what Anya does, I've fallen in love with different grades of maple syrup. I need I need the dark maple syrup. I uh, like a dark
1: one. I actually where I found out that I like is I like there's there's like five grades, and I
0: like the three yep. in the middle, the
1: far the far far dark one, and the far far light one.
0: The Far Far like, Light one has no flavor to correct, it whatsoever. It's light maple syrup. I, I like the second darkest dark. This is the dark dark one. You can get that astringency, the yep. the the, the smoke charred part because it's the last the last batch of the year where it's cooked down. Oh so, wait, or is it the first? No, it's I can't remember. So. so this one happens to be a Cattail Creek, and you said you
1: missed this winery. So it's a Cattail Creek. They are they are really no more. Yes,
0: um, 2006 Select Late Harvest Vidal. I'm still. Uh, I'm standing by those red fruit notes that they got in it, and I don't know if it's me drinking with my um, drinking with my eyes because it does have like a, a reddish hue to it.
1: So as I said, this bag here is a real mishmash of, uh, of
0: stuff that I kind of pulled out of the cellar. No, I, I love tasting the the old wines here. I wish I still wasn't trying to lose these last 30 pounds or I would say let's call it the Kentucky Fried Chicken to drink with these sweet wines but that's not going to happen.
1: So this uh, the, you can see the
0: the um, the plastic cork has plastic uh, cork. wine crystals on it but So the wine diamonds does the does the plastic kill the sweet wine the way that uh, it kills it's a the dry wine. wine
1: which should be this should be interesting. I had no idea it had plastic and yeah, uh, yeah, it smells like burnt rubber man. So, it, it smells like plastic work. So, this is, um, but this is an interesting wine, Andre. Uh, I, maybe I should tell you what it is. It's a pasito, which means a dried wine. So, it's a dried sweet wine. It is from Ontario, and from one of the first wineries that ever started playing with dried grapes. Uh, and it is from 2005.
0: I don't like that. And to tell you the truth, it's, it's, do I. it's boozy, it's it's bitter. You know, the sugar's fighting for attention and yeah, okay, it's got some nutty notes. Uh 161 alcohol. It's a little bit sherry.
1: Yeah. It's gone it's gone sherry. The plastic cork did it no no good whatsoever, no help. Mm. Yeah, and the plastic cork has given it a burnt rubber taste. So unfortunately that one's not good. That was the Magnata. Uh, 2005 Pasito, handpicked, air dried, Canadian Vidal. So, no, um, no. I don't know if they still make it. But hopefully, they don't put it in under under plastic anymore because that there was no. there was death on that one. Oh uh. God, that was that was horrific. So now, since we uh, since we have yeah, yeah pretty much poo pooed that. Uh, and, and, and we were, yeah, we had, we'll go back we to had, Pino. we had two, uh, two real, real, uh, Give do- me a, t- a little dogs.
0: splash that so can rinse the, the sediment
1: from the. So what we're going to do now is, is since Andre has the, the clock in front of him. So, uh, let's say about half an hour. Yeah. We're at the 25 later, minute mark. Later. Uh, we are going to just quickly, uh, go back and see if the, uh, fielding Pinot has, uh, opened up a little bit. I think I always say that, a, that, that, that a, uh, A Stelvin or a screw cap uh, wine seems a little more closed than it originally appears. You just have to give it a little bit of time. That's one of the wines that I do believe really needs that that time.
0: No, to me, it tastes about the same as it did a half hour ago. I gotta get that Pesito out of my mouth. I want some nasty. This is glorious. Twenty-five bucks for this Pinot. This is glorious. Man, it'd be interesting to know how many people still have. The, but it's uh, the Jackrabbit Flats Vineyard, two thousand nine. Well, where is the Jack Rabbit Jack Rabbit Flats Vineyard? Do you have Conrad's book handy? Uh, I don't. Not not in my hand.
1: But the Jackrabbit Flats is uh, in the Lincoln Lakeshore area, and that's maybe a question for um, for good old Richie um, when we finally get him on, and that maybe maybe sooner than we we think. But I'm gonna go back to this Syrah and, and check it out. It's also been opened for. Y- a y- you bit know of time what? Time. Like straight up.
0: That Pinot Noir is friggin' glorious, it's, and, and I, I, it's I definitely know, Pinot. There's no doubt about it. I know I'm on a Pinot, a Pinot kick lately, but for twenty five dollars, uh, you know that goes toe to toe with um, with entry level from Burgundy. To be perfectly honest, we're talking twenty five dollars. That'll get you a Louis Latour. Uh, I, I'm I'm still sipping on this. I know you want to pour this raw for me, but there's still more Pinot. Uh, so, and um, I would rather drink that fielding over a Louis Latour. Uh, or a Jadot entry-level Pinot any day of the week? I'm, I'm starting to see why this,
1: this wine may not have been released. It probably... Uh, this is the... the so South, we're talking about the South Southbrook South now. Um, who, know, who knew whether this was going to actually become... An, you know, 2004, not a great vintage to begin with. Um, it's not unpleasant. It's not... but it, it, It's not unpleasant, but... It doesn't really taste like Syrah, though. But the guy who used to make... The, the great Syrahs. Just or, say his name. Who is it? Derek Barnett. Yeah, he was no out. longer at the winery. And granted, he never made Syrah when he was at, at Southbrook. He started making them really at Lely, and now yep. he makes them for his own company at, uh, at Melville. Um, I, I don't. I, I think this was. Uh, I'm liking this, uh, this movable microphone, Andre. This is.
0: <laughs> uh, I just. <laughs> I just spit in the spittoon a little too hard. I'm... Andre just spat in his own eye.
1: Uh, uh, that's why you don't do, uh, two, down. you don't do 12 bottles in the middle of the afternoon. Um, so uh, I, I, I guess this is their first experience with Syrah and I don't think it's, well, now put it this way, at 16 years, I don't think it's, um, uh, I don't think it's a good experiment to have laid that one down and I don't even know what they were going to charge for that wine. As I said, I don't even think it came out. Um, I think it had $45 or $49 on the back of the, on the back of the label. It says $50, which is what probably, I think, what Triumphus
0: was going to go for at, at the time. So, man, I've, I've missed your backyard. Your backyard's is definitely uh, one of my favorite places. It's a, it's a quiet oasis in the middle of St. Catharines, that's I, for sure. I know sure. We, we sort of did the COVID intro to the last podcast, but it's just like, man, I've got the itch to travel. Uh it's I miss my family.
1: I yeah, I would think that's number one for you, but the, well, the head off
0: to Europe, head off to and that's it, anywhere. I, so I've got uh I've got my plane ticket to France that I I've, I've left the money with Air Canada because money burns a hole in my pocket. Yeah, so for I've for wine anyway. Got my fingers crossed that uh, Air Canada doesn't go belly up while they still have my money, but I'm hoping to book that trip as soon as we're able to.
1: I would, I would think that you could probably head to France for this harvest. That's my thought. Oh you, my God,
0: isn't that wishful thinking, man?
1: But look, I think you probably could. I do believe that you may, you know, have to do a test on your way back, but you know. Uh, I I think it's not like it's going to be, you know, completely lost. I have really good faith this summer is going to, a lot of things are going to be lifted. And as long as any of those anti-vaxxers stay on the sidelines, we can get everybody vaccinated and and moving forward. I don't know if we're all going to be excited about going to a packed Matchbox 20 concert anytime soon. But I think, you know, getting on a plane... Uh, putting a mask on and just falling asleep or reading a book through that, that flight. Uh, you know, you'll, be, you'll be a little more leery about what you're doing, what you're touching. You'll have a bottle of hand sanitizer in your hand all the time. You'll be washing your hands more. You won't be putting your hand down your you know, pants I, like I you think, used to.
0: I think a lot of people need, needed to hear you say that. I know what you're saying is 100% not based in, in fact. This is wishful thinking. You're sending good vibes out there. and I think, I think we need optimistic people. Uh, so, uh, I thank you. I hope other people listening appreciate
1: it. I'm optimistic about Italy in, in the fall. That's what I'm optimistic about.
0: All right. Well, on that note, you want to support us? Check out the Patreon. No one's taking us up on it, but Michael and I would plan a really fun tasting for you where we guarantee the wines will be better than what we've just tasted. I can guarantee that uh for but sure. we would we would love to do a virtual tasting for you and your friends. The lockdown isn't over yet. We're gonna do it virtually. We'll make sure that we've got everything nice and curated and ready for you. You can take us up on that. And if you don't love us that much and you just wanna make sure that Michael and I keep the swear jar going and are helping Brian Schmidt out with his efforts in Haiti. You can contribute a couple bucks or five bucks. We appreciate it. Patreon.com slash two guys talking wine. I'm Andre Pru from AndreWineReview.ca. Uh, I'm sure I've got some interesting stuff going on at AndreWineReview.ca, but I'm not working on anything specific right now. I, um, I'm i sorry. It's just not happening right now. I've
1: got, uh, I know I've got an Eraseries thing coming up. I know that, uh, you know what I'd like to do, Andre? What's that, it's Michael? gonna got a lot of a little wish list. I I know we've been doing Cab Franc, but I really would like to hit on some Gamay and I know some guy, I'm not sure what his name is right now, oh, but he's got time. a number of Gamays that he just released and I really would like to taste those.
0: You know, I really like violettes in the, uh, in the spring when the, when the rain comes down <laughs> and we get those, uh, those May flowers, right? I'm Michael Pincus at
1: Join me on social media at The Grape Guy and uh, Michael Pincus and Michael Pincus Wine
0: Review. I seem to... You you them. have the best screen caps for any video series I follow. And it's, it is is one of the small joys in my life is captioning them when you post them. I, I actually liked that one
1: that you made a. a uh, a nice little collage, uh, one day, I guess you were bored at yeah. your old job yeah. and now I'm looking forward to my new, uh, my new, um, I got to make a new, A molo- uh, new, uh, montage. New collage. Yeah, new so, collage. Uh, now these days I actually have a wine glass in my hand too, which <laughs> is uh, something new on the, uh, on the, on the, on the video series. I'm actually tasting the wine on camera. We still, I still
0: got to find a way. I
1: I, 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 we need to get you a proper microphone though. You know what? A lot of people like that I yell at the screen. I know you don't, but a lot of people like it. You'd be surprised.
0: I'm used to you yelling, but it's just... Anyways, All you know, right. we're having a conversation we should be having off the microphone. Let's, let's put this thing to bed. Good night! Oh, Andre. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. This episode of Two Guys Talking Wine was produced by Jim Ray. And Adam Duran.